Welcome to the Greater Church Podcast. We are praying that wherever you find yourself on the journey, that this message will be an encouragement and blessing to you. And now, here's today's message. Do me a favor and turn in your Bible to Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16, we're going to be reading verses 9. Um, It'll be on the Bible behind me, um, but as you look for it, I want to bring to your attention and remind you, today, if you're new to our church, um, or maybe you've been coming for a little while and you haven't done this already, uh, we have a thing called Party with the Pastors that's actually happening today. So immediately after services, we got some snacks and refreshments. We have extended childcare that's going to be happening um, immediately after service for your children. So you don't have to even worry about checking them out. Um, But it's happening and it's about 30 minutes where me and my wife, we share a little bit about our mission, vision, our personal stories. We create a space if you want to share your stories. But um, when you go to a church, a lot of it is usually caught more than it is taught. Meaning you walk into a church and you're like, oh, this is that type of church. Oh, this is that kind of church. And here at Greater, what we try to do is we try to put the cards out on the table and we want to make sure that you know who we are and know what we're about, what we believe in, where we're standing at. But also we want you to know where we're going. We have a vision in this church. Um, There is, we're looking like a third service that we have to think about at some point here. We got buildings, we got things that we want to do as a community and we want to serve our community. And so we want you to go on that journey and learn a little bit more about that. So immediately after service, all of the people that you saw in graduation, they were a part of that Next Steps class. Um, We'd love for you to come and hang out with us there. Hey, Lick, can you read our scripture for today? Yes, sir. All right, we're going to be reading from Proverbs 16. I like it when you call me sir. (laughs) So respectful. Stop. Thank you. All right, we're serious now. (laughs) Uh, The heart of a man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. And um, I know it says man, but, you know, we're in the... 2020s of of life now. So I'm going to read it also like this. The heart of a woman plants her way, but the Lord establishes her steps. It's for everyone. And God always is with us. So if you're taking notes, the title of this message is You're the Win. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, that we have this opportunity to hear your word, that we have this opportunity to be here in your presence. Father, we ask that you speak to us, that you open up our hearts, our minds to hear what you have to say and how you uh, love us so much that you want to see us get better. Father, we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you for all that you will do in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, can we make some noise for Jesus one more time in this place? Oh, we shout a lot in this church. We like to celebrate a lot. Come on. You're the win. Hey, we are... We are starting a brand new series um, over the next few weeks that's called Real One. And what we want to do is that we want to kind of unpack what does it look like for relationships in your life. Um, I think media culture, I think life has a lot to say about relationships. And over the next few weeks, you're going to get bombarded um, with so many topics, so many movies. You're going to read, watch every rom-com there is. Um, That's a romantic comedy. Um, We're going to watch as you're inundated with so much information. And so what we want to do is that I don't just want to speak to relationships that romantically, um, but we're going to talk about friendships. And at the same time, as if you're a business leader here, if you have employees or you aspire to have employees, this is important to you as well. Why? Because we're talking about relationships, right? And so I want us to have a clear vision and a clear goal as to what that looks like. Um, There was an individual whose name is Matt Emmons. Matt Emmons. And maybe you're not familiar with him. Anybody watch the Olympics? Anybody watch the Olympics? 
Yo, or either we need more crowd participation or y'all have, y'all just sit at the house and watch reruns of Friends. Uh, Ricky, you like the Olympics. I like the Olympics as well. <laughs> hey, one of, the, one of the, the, the sports that happens in the Olympics is uh, shooting. And so Matt Emmons is an individual who is highly decorated um, when it comes to that task, that sport. Um, in 2004, he actually was competing. He was doing so well at that point that for the last shot that he had, he literally just had to hit it inside of the paper. He didn't have to hit a bullseye. He literally can hit it inside of that paper anywhere, and he was getting first place. He was so far separated from second to eighth place, second and seventh place. Those individuals were like super crunched, and they were competing. But he was so far ahead, he just needed to hit the paper, and he would get the gold medal. Well, here it is that Matt Emmons, um, and if you know anything about this sport, and what's really cool about him, these guys are so trained, and I mean, they're so disciplined that they can slow their heartbeat down so much that they take a shot in between heartbeats. And so it is, Matt Emmons is just waiting, you know what I mean, for that moment for his heart to slow down. And in the middle of a, of a heartbeat, he just, boom, and he shoots it. Bullseye. And that's what you heard. Not only is that what you heard, but I want you to see a picture of this is what Matt Emmons looked like after he hit the bullseye. So um, for those of you who don't know what a bullseye is, it's just a target, and then right in the middle, there is a little red dot, and they hit that red dot right there. Bam! But yet, this is what you heard, and that is what you saw. Why? Because Matt Emmons, who all he needed to do was just get it on the target, ended up hitting the bullseye in somebody else's lane in another target. He fell all the way to eighth place because of that mishap. Can I tell you that this is what relationships look like in our life? For a lot of us, some of us, we, when we think about the word relationship, we're like, what is, what is a relationship? Like, it's just a friendship? Like, I, I don't even know what it is. I just meet somebody. If I like you, cool. If I vibe with you, I vibe with you. If I don't, then I cut you off. And I might vibe with you for a little while, but as soon as you do something bad or you do something that reminds me of this relationship, then I'm going to go ahead and cut you off as well. When in reality, God actually created relationships to be able to help and benefit and bless us. But sometimes we're aiming at the wrong target. What we're trying to do today is we want to adjust your sights so that you can hit the right target. That's right. So we're talking about relationship, but what are relationships? What is that? And when, when you think back, um, who, who taught you about relationships? If you, if you really get down to the deep bottom of everything, you need to start thinking about, okay, how was I taught what a relationship is? And I, I, I take myself from this, and I, and I look back, and I think, and I said, well, who taught me about relationships? And when I think about it, I say, okay, well, the church, because I grew up in church. A lot of you know my testimony. Some don't, but I grew up in church. So the church taught me about relationships, and then there were people outside of the church who taught me uh, about relationships, so uh, TV or friendships or or even my parents. Um, so when I, when I when I think about the church, I was like, there was you know what? There was only like two cardinal rules when you go to church that they say when you talk about relationships and getting married or whatever is one. If anybody's grown up in the church or no, is don't have sex before you're married, right? That's number one. And then the second one is don't be unequally yoked, which means just make sure they're saved, okay? So they can be crazy, but as long as they're yeah, saved, as long as they're saved, they're totally okay. fine. So, totally fine. Doesn't which, matter. Which is my point. It's like those are real good wins. Those are real good ideas and thoughts, but it's incomplete. 
because there's so much more to relationships. So, so I said, okay, well, I, I got those two down, but where else did I learn? Well, I learned at home with my parents. My parents, you know, they've been married for 51 years. That's like a, an amazing feat in itself. That's, that's so great. Um, but here's the thing. They didn't talk about relationships. So all I saw from that was what they modeled. And what they modeled was consistency. So I saw that and I was like, okay, so marriage, don't have sex before you're married. Uh, make sure they're saved and just be consistent. Stick with whatever it takes. If, if you have challenges, you have arguments or issues, just get through it, get past it, but stick with it and don't quit. And that is the way that I was taught what a relationship is. But think about it, y'all. It's incomplete. It's not a full understanding of what it is to have a relationship. Um, because if they do those three things, you're, you're, you're still not going to have the best marriage because there's so many other things that happen to do with to marriage. Absolutely. And though I came from a different upbringing than her, um, it was the same. We, uh, when it comes to relationship, I had a single mom. I didn't have a dad. So I didn't really know where to kind of find it. So what happens at home or when I didn't go to church, so I didn't hear those two cardinal rules, which is like, that's the only thing that the church would talk about. So what it looked like for me was that culture, my friends, my neighborhood, my circle of influence, I started to learn what relationships look like. Not only friendship, um, I think even romantic relationships, business relationships, I learned from everybody else. And man, in my neighborhood, if you were a virgin, that was a cuss word, bro. You couldn't admit that you were a virgin. You had to lie. You ain't never held the girl's hand, but you were like, oh, yeah, I got a body count, bro. Like, because you, <laughs> some of y'all giggle too much. Get off TikTok. And so I didn't, I had no idea. Because nobody raised me or taught me. So what happens is that culture taught me. But then I was raised by, by what I saw on TV. It was like Dwayne and Whitney. You know what I'm saying? They were the ones from a different world. They taught me. I learned how to argue and get back together with a woman when I saw Gina and Martin fight. That was my example. You know what I mean? Some of y'all was Cody and Topanga. I had a crush on Topanga. I told you that? Yeah. I had a little bit of crush on Topanga. <laughs> Boy meets world. Some of y'all like, what is that? Y'all were, were watching Seventh Heaven, I know, you know what I mean? And your mom had you on the 700 clubs. Some of us didn't grow up in church. Uh, and so we, we didn't have Bible Man or VeggieTales. So we had, what we had was listening to Jodeci. My mind's telling me no, but my body. My, I wanted to break up with somebody so I could, darling, I apologize. Where do we lose our way? You know what I mean? That's what we, but that's what trained us. And for a lot of us, if, even if we think about it, as funny as it sounds, you're like, yo, I, that's crazy because that's kind of how I learned because of what I saw. And then I imitated those things. Like Riz is what the kids call, we used to call it tech. We used to be like, you know, when we used to talk to a girl, be like, girl, you tired? Because you've been running around my mind all day. Oh my God. Are you okay? Lid, you okay? Oh my God. Did it hurt when you fell from heaven? <laughs> I mean, that's the corniest things. But it was like Urkel taught us to be Urkel. And then y'all remember Stefan? Remember when he became Stefan? He didn't have to chase any women. They chased him. So Again, for us that were born in church, y'all had, uh, girl, if I walk around you seven times, would you fall for me? Oh. <laughs> that was good. I mean, <laughs> what's crazy is that a lot of these things... A lot of these things are what shaped us. And I mean, regardless of your upbringing or where you are, there have been things that have been deposited in your mind and your heart that have actually taught you how to be in relationships. I guarantee you that I can show you that in a second. Watch this. Lydia and Chino sitting in a tree. 
Okay, first comes love. Then comes Marriage. Then comes Lydia with a baby. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no That's more. a miracle. That's a, that would be a miracle from the Lord if you have another one. We're done. Um, <laughs> but isn't it crazy how, look at, that has crept age, religious background, uh, 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 gender, uh, our, our nationalities. I mean, like, it has crept into culture. I, the idea of what relationships look like has been influenced in so many different ways. And so what we want to do is we want to kind of unpack what that looks like and create this thought, right? Like, what is the win? How do we win a relationship? What does it mean that we're doing it right when it comes to relationship? Because even if I'm honest with you, like, this, has, this can be for single people. And next week, the next few weeks, we're going to talk about it. If you're single, if you're dating, if you're engaged, if you're married, if it's complicated, you know what I mean? Or if you are a business leader. It's important for you to understand the context of relationships because as a business leader or as a, if you're aspiring to be a business leader, you're going to have employees. And if you learn to treat your employees the way that your employer taught you and you're starting to reciprocate that and you're starting to model that over other people and you don't know that that's not an employee, that's a human, that's a person that you want to make sure that you shape and develop, that's going to hurt you and hinder you. Even as a church, I mentioned it earlier in the service, we've, we've modeled our church after what Jesus told us to do, right? And so this entire thing called Greater Church, um, we believe that Jesus, we, haven't, we don't have a mission because a man or a, a guy on stage has come up with a cool way to lead the church. Matthew 28, 19, Jesus' marching orders, some of his final words was, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our vision is simple. We want you to know God. We want you to find freedom, discover your purpose, and then make a difference it's a journey of salvation sanctification redemption and fulfillment at your job what is what is the vision of your job what's the win for your job that you close an account or that you develop such a relationship with the person that you close the account that they will repeat as a customer or that they will bring people from the outside I mean this goes across the gambit if you sit there and you're like you know I don't want no relationship I just ended one and I want to be alone then you're missing the entire point of this sermon series or even this message today I want you to understand that this is so much bigger when you understand what is the win yeah, so when we're thinking about what's the win in our relationships, before we're able to even get to that point, we need to figure out and understand two important relationships, these relationships that are going to last forever. And the first one is, is kind of pretty obvious. If we're here in church and it, it's God. The first one we're going to talk about is God. The second one, Chino, in a moment, he's going to get to is going to talk about is, is you, yourself. And when you can understand these two two relationships that you have, everything will spill out of that Amen. in all of your relationships. So let's just talk real quick about God, who God is. God knows you. In Jeremiah 1.5, it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. God knew you first. Before you were even born, God had thought about you, thought about your personality, your characteristics, who you are, who you are going to be before you were even born. We have to understand that our relationship with him comes first. He knew us. He created us for a specific purpose. We need to build that relationship and know him as much as possible because he knows us. The second thing about God is God doesn't change. In, in Isaiah 48, it says, The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. 
When we're, when we're trying to get to know ourselves and we're trying to get to know God, we can understand that we can trust him because he created us. And that the reason why sometimes we come into some issues and troubles in our life is because he's like, I don't want you to go down that path. I don't want you to connect with that person. I don't want you to have a relationship with that person per, per, person because it's going to take you off the purpose that I created you for. And we need to learn how to trust God because he can be trusted. He is your oldest and most purest relationship that you'll ever be in. And until we can realize that and understand that and, and, and accept that, it, we're, we're never going to get anywhere. We need to understand that he is the most pure and oldest relationship that we will ever be in. The, the last thing we need to understand about God and who he is in our lives when it comes to relationship is that he guides us. In Psalms 32, 8, it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the ways you should go. I will guide you with my eye. It said, he has kept us sometimes, like I was just saying, and protected us even when we don't even know why. There's been many times even in my life where I've been like, I want to be friends with that person. And I want that person to mentor me. And I want to even be way back in the day. I want to be with that person. I want to marry that person. We're going to be together. Uh, we're together. And, and Who is why that won't person, he, bro? Why won't he ask me to marry him? Why doesn't he like me? And stop. <laughs> I'm just going to ignore him right now. <laughs> it's just, I was pushing into those relationships. And God was like, no. And he was protecting me. And you know what? And, and sometimes being, fav you know, being... Being who I am as a fragile person, I'm like, man, they reject me. They don't like me. I don't understand why I'm not enough. All these things began to go through my mind when God just kept telling me, no, the reason why I don't want you with that person or the reason why I don't want that person speaking into your life is because that person is going to deter you from the purpose that I have for you. So God guides us and he protects us all at the same time. A.K.A. you dodged the bullet. Yeah, right? Some of y'all look back on Facebook and you're like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God I didn't give my cousin that $2,000 to join in that business with him. Yeah, that's right. And it's beautiful to watch as God, he knows us. As an intimate relationship with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, he never has changed. He's always the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And then he guides us. Here's the truth, though. The second relationship with his, which is the relationship with you, as the relationship with God, it's a relationship that, has, that doesn't, that won't go anywhere. Yeah. You're, you're stuck with you're yourself stuck with you. forever. Here's the truth about you. You toxic. No, I'm not, Chino. I got the Lord on my side, and I, don't, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, we, at the church, maybe you're, you're, you've been on a journey with us. I've asked this question, and you know the answer to this, but don't say it. You know what I mean? you would be like next to you trying to like answer it. But watch this. Who has, you're going to probably think of a person. Who has lied to you the most in your life? Who has cheated you the most out of opportunity who has told you hey I'm not gonna do this again and then literally have done it again over and over and over who has put you in situations that they promised that they would never put you in that situation again I know you're thinking about a person but I promise you it's you nobody has lied to you more than you've lied to yourself yeah. 
nobody has told you, I'm going to do the diet. But then when you went to Chick-fil-A, you were like, that's the Lord's chicken. Maybe the calories are different. You know what I mean? One day is like a thousand years with the Lord. How does that work with calorie intake? The little red line at the donut sign isn't calling you. That wasn't for you, but you just, oh man, I'm just, Lord, just forgive me of my sins. You know what I'm saying? And the truth is, man, that we've put ourselves in some pretty crazy predicaments. We're, we're toxic. And this relationship with us, sometimes it, we, we have to evaluate. So what, what's the truth of it? Here's the truth, is that we know ourselves, right? We, we know who we are. But there is something that happens that we start to ignore. And for some of us, we have been in relationships um, where there's a person that has abused us, a person that has manipulated us. And it's not yourself. It's actually another human, whether it was a marriage, whether it was a relationship. And they've put you in some really weird spots. And what has happened that even for some of us, we've allowed for that to happen over and over. And even stepping into another relationship, we still allow for people, we use the words, we let them walk all over us. And sometimes it's hard for us to call them and say, that's wrong and you shouldn't have done that. And so what we've done is that we've opened ourselves to so much pain and hurt and we don't know how to say no. And it has hurt us. There has to come a point where you actually say, yo, hold on one second. Something is off. When it comes to your relationship, even with yourself, that is called self-awareness. Where you actually say to yourself, yo, hold on one second. Something is off here. Why did I just get angry when that person said that to me? What happened? Self-awareness is when you say, oh my God, man, I'm, I'm, I, you don't know why you're booing up all of a sudden. And you just got frustrated and all they said was good morning. Hey, man, what a sunny day. What you think? I don't have a... I don't understand that it's a sunny day. In your mind, you start to think, so what are they saying? That I'm negative? Am I bringing a cloud to them? Like, why are they telling me it's a good day? Like, are they saying that I'm bad for them? Like, why are they? And you start to go, I mean, it, to us, from the outside, you're like, oh my God, that's the way I think. And you know, for others, we're like, well, that's wild. But literally, we have been shaped by things that even when your boss tells you, hey, keep it up. I need you to keep putting in the hours. Bro, I got something for you. That when we heard that, we are like, yo, that's a lie. Because my last boss told me he was going to give me a raise and he ended up firing me. He's about to do the same thing. Why is it that these things cross your mind? Why? Because people have hurt you. Pain has hurt you. And what ends up happening is that if you don't allow yourself to understand what's going on right now, why did I just punch another hole in the wall? Why did I just scream at her? Why did I think in my mind? Why did I say that to myself? Don't keep going that way. Pause for a second and just ask yourself, why am I like this? Why, don't, don't ask yourself, why am I like this after you destroyed and burned the house down? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why am I even like this? No, 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 stop. What, what's going on here? Because it could have been my old boss. It could have been my ex-marriage. It could have been that boyfriend when I was 13. It could have been my dad. Or maybe even my mom. That she instilled certain things inside me that I can't trust anybody. You, you got to have self-awareness. You have to say, yo, I got to know myself. There's books, there's personality tests that you should be taking to work on yourself. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, you're spending your time reading somebody else's story when God wants you to discover your own story. Come on, we can say amen and clap our hands and say, that's good, pastor. I'm a pre I'm a... That's it. It's a good one right there, whether you like it or not. That's good preaching. Not only do you got to know yourself, but the, the great philosopher, modern day philosopher, he said, I changed a lot. And when DJ Khaled said those words, what he was explaining was that we are, the prophet was saying that 
We have been, um, a lot of us in this place, and if you have been from the moment you were born and you have walked through your adolescent years and your, your adult years and you feel like you're still the same person that you are, man, more power to you. We love you. Um, you're doing a good job. Keep doing it, man. We encourage you. You inspire us. Um, for some of us, though, man, we ain't the same person that we used to be. Life has a way of, of beating stuff out of us. Life has a way of molding us into an image that we don't even like sometimes. I, I remember watching as a kid, um, I used to watch karate movies. I used to be the karate man, you know what I mean? They used to like the, the ninjas and all of that stuff. Remember, y'all remember, for those of you born in the 1900s, remember they used to jump into the trees? You know what I mean? Those were like real movies, not like this stuff that you see now. Um, <laughs> I remember that they would they would be like there would be like a moment it was like Bruce Lee or like the OG Jackie Chan or stuff like that like they would they would get in the middle right Chris look look they would get in the middle and then when they're in the middle people would come all around them some of them would have guns some of them would have knives sticks all type of stuff and y'all remember in the movie he'd be like bam boom take the gun from this guy throw it to the other guy slam this guy over here and then these guys come and then he'll step out the way and they'll hit each other bloom, and like the ninja turtle he'll fall down and like and he'll beat everybody up and then you see that moment you know what i mean that moment where the fire's behind them and they're just the five power rangers you know what i mean like the fire's back there and they're just they're just and you're just like oh i want to kill them. i want to uh, you know what i mean that's a lie that doesn't happen in real life bro some of us we've been jumped before we know <laughs> there's people punching and kicking and pulling your hair and punching your teeth and poking your eye and like you're in the middle and you're just getting beat in every angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's life. Yeah. Yeah. You wanted to have a real relationship. You dreamed about starting a business. Some of you, your heart was broken to the point that even when you thought about like kids with cancer or like, man, I want to write music. I want to do this and I want to do that. And for some of us in our childhood, a lot of those dreams were kicked and punched all around you. Life just hit you because all of a sudden now you had a divorce and then you had a, a, a bankruptcy and then this person came into your life and destroyed your heart. And then you thought this person was going to be the one that was going to help you to the next season. But all of a sudden they stole from you. And then this thing happened and this and before you know it, you're sitting there and you're not the same. You've changed. People around you tell you that. Man, you used to be so happy. You used to always have a joke and something to say. Now you're bitter. It feels like you're just angry. The truth is, man, that life has a way of knocking that out of you. Life has a way of beating those things out of you. The beauty of the gospel, the beauty of the God that we serve, the beauty of this thing called the kingdom is that God can redeem what the, anim uh, the canker worm has stolen, that God can redeem what the devil has taken, that God can redeem what has been broken in your life. This isn't a cool preaching point to get people to clap. It's the truth. It's the actual truth. It's February 4th. And for some of us, we, you know, December 31st, you were like, yo, I'm not eating sweets anymore. You haven't stopped. You know what I mean? And it, it starts to change you. But here's the truth. Today, you can start. Here's the truth. You might mess up today. Guess what? Tomorrow, you can start. The problem is, it's not that things try to change us. It's when we allow things to form our identity. And when we let those things become who we are. You know you very well. You've changed a lot. 
And you, you guide you. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> You've guided yourself to some pretty crazy situations. And again, I don't, I'm not speaking ill. Maybe some of y'all, you've done, you've done a good job. You know what I mean? And you've, you got the Fortune 500 company and, you know, and God bless you. We need you. We love you. We appreciate you. For some of us, we're still on this journey. We're still, we're still trying to figure this thing out um, because we've gotten ourselves in spaces where we're like, anybody ever ask this question? How did I get here? How did I end up here? And for some of us, and for some of us, here's the truth. We tell ourselves, how did I end up here again? Because I, I thought I wasn't going to be here. But how did I end up here again? I think, uh, I think with all of these things, I think God is always the antidote, right? He's the God that he knows you. You can lie. That's why at this church, man, we're very transparent. We tell our stories. Today and next steps after service, 30 minutes, you're going to hear both of our stories of how we came to Jesus. Stark difference. But God is in the middle of it. Because the truth is that if we can create transparency, then we can create comfort. So you don't feel like you have to have it all figured out. Well, the pastor wasn't wearing a suit and tie. He flirted with his wife on stage. Yes, I like her a lot. Yeah, she's my wife. And I, I like her. And so who I am here, if you know me, is the same person that I'm off the stage. Because I don't want to allow for you to have a fake illusion of what you need to be to be a Christian. You know who you need to be to be a Christian? You. God knows you, and he wants you to be you. He doesn't want you to, oh, Father in heaven in the hallowed sacred place. If you pray like that, I'm not making fun of you. God bless you. I love you. For real, we love you. We love everybody. We love all people here. But sometimes it's like, God, I don't even know if I believe this stuff, God. God, everything that I've tried has left me broken and hurting. And I, I don't know what to do. He listens to those prayers so beautifully. He brings people. Everybody say this curse word in church. I'm going to show you. Ready? Say this curse word with me. Say the word. I'm going to say it and then you repeat it after me. Say people. people. Sometimes that's a cuss word for you because you hate people. Because <laughs> people have hurt you and broken you. People are the ones that have hurt caused the trauma, the crisis in your life. People have been the ones that have put you in spaces that you didn't imagine. I didn't want to be here, Chino. But he, she did that. That's people. What's crazy is that God will use people to actually bring healing to your life. God will use people to actually make you or help you to get breakthrough. Where, where have you seen that in your life possibly? Um, yeah, I, I think as, as I think back, um, when I walked into church, some of you know my testimony. I was in church and then um, kind of rebelled for about 10 years and then came back. And when I came back to, to church, um, God used people. I was a mess. I didn't know where I wanted to go, didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I just know that I needed something. And he used people, even though the people were the ones that kind of drove, drove me away from church, he used people in church to bring me back. And I remember specifically, I was um, one, one night, I mean, I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't know what to do. And I just came up to the altar, <clears throat> and the pastor that was um, there, she, he, was, he was just praying over people. And I didn't even know what to pray for at that point. And he just kind of laid hands on me, and he just started to um, encourage me, and he started to uh, speak over me and pray over me. And he just, he got that one Bible verse that, <clears throat> that says that um, I will uh, 
bring to fruition and I will uh, bring what I started to completion in your life. And he prayed that over me and he spoke it over me. And I have not even, I mean, it was a moment. It was literally 10 seconds. I don't even think he remembers when he did it. But he spoke, and it was such a moment where God just touched me so deeply that even today, like, there's moments in, in just been like 20-some-odd years later now that, that God brings that moment to my, my remembrance, and I can say, this is the purpose that he was bringing to completion. This is what I want from you. And there are so, there is so much more. But this is what it is, and I give you that in that moment. He, and he used a person that probably doesn't even remember what he prayed over me to bring me into that moment. Absolutely. It, you, you get in ministry sometimes, and I know y'all think we're perfect. <laughs> um, ask her. Um, <laughs> but there's moments in my life, man, where even where I just feel like, man, like, is this even worth it? And, like, I laugh because sometimes, like, I even, like, Tuesdays, like, I, lo I love going to Tuesday nights and, like, having conversations. So many of you guys, I see my dog Blaine and Israel, like, even just talking with them and just seeing, like, yo, these kids are not religious kids. They are kids that fall, fell in love with Jesus and they're living this thing out. They're cool as all outdoors. You can have, an, you could talk about, we have a, we have a, a fantasy football league that I'm not going to talk about because I ended up in seventh place. They're all cheaters. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I, I don't, whatever. I don't care. But it's having these watching people grow in their faith and watching an Elizabeth, you know what I mean? And watching the journey of seeing her and she'll go to next step and she'll come to church and go to college and be a light and then come back. And I get inspired by people, man, people, these G groups that we're starting, this isn't a pitch for it, but it's an opportunity for you. I'd take advantage of it. I, I remember me and my wife, we were, babe, what was this? 10-year anniversary. 10-year anniversary. She's the planner. Me, I'm like, let's get in the car and just do something. You know what I mean? She's like, I need to know how much money that's going to cost, you know, um, and, and all that. And so I remember that uh, my wife planned the 10-year the anniversary. We went to Puerto Rico. Um, any Puerto Ricans in the building? Yeah. Wepa! That wasn't a cuss word. That was like, Let's go. You know, Cubans and Puerto Ricans, we're the same flag, different colors, but we're the loudest ones in the room, as you can notice. Um, I remember that my wife took us to Puerto Rico and uh, we decided she went on this trip with her friends um, to a bioilluminescent lagoon or whatever. Right. It's like this thing that you shake the waters and like it starts to glow. And she had been talking about how her and a friend went. It was amazing. I was like, whatever, I don't care. Um, but she made she planned the trip out, Terry. I, I thought it was cool. And so we ended up going to Puerto Rico. And she, she reserved a, a, a plan for us to go kayaking. What was that? 10 o'clock at night. It has to be at night, y'all. You can't see nothing glow in the... 10 o'clock at night. I love it. <laughs> so we get into these kayaks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was a little different. And so we get into these, these kayaks, right? And when we get it, the, the guy, he kind of trains us. He says, here's the deal. We got a kayak for a ways out. We got to get through mang mangroves. Mangroves, mangroves. We got to get through these mangroves. And you, all you need to do is that you just need to follow me. Um, behind my kayak, there's going to be a little red little light. And that red little light is going to be able to guide you wherever you need to go. Everybody's kayak has a little red little light. Yeah. And so we were like, all right, let's go. You know what I'm saying? And then we started, you know, I'm athletic. Um, she, my wife played softball in college. I feel like we're athletic people. We're like, all right, let's do this. And so we got in the kayak, you know what I mean? <laughs> there's nothing like a kayak to test your team building skills. Yeah, you know right? what I mean? 
and we're fighting because we're like ending up going into the you're going in the trees go the other way we're like arguing i'm like bro you gotta go forward she's like no you gotta go to the right you go on that side i'm like i'm in the back let me lead i'm the man of god you're not you know what i mean all that stuff and we're, fine. we're arguing all of this stuff. And then finally, we just kind of like, you know, because you're just going through all this and you're like, and you're seeing it. And then all of a sudden, like, oh my God. And then we look forward. No red light in sight. Bars. And, and it was dark. Like, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. How dark you can see it. You're, you couldn't dark, see your hand dark. in front of your face. And so we're like, bro. <laughs> hey, you know when you're scared, when you're quiet. <laughs> we are in this canoe and it's, We're perfectly in sync. I mean, we just. No stopping. There's no breaks. I mean, just. We're just going for it. We're panicked now. We're like, if we go back, we're going to die. You know what I mean? And then your mind starts playing with you. And you're like, there's going to be like a tiger. There's going to, a panther that's going to come out. Or an alligator that's going to eat me. You know what I mean? And, and so finally, I don't know what happened. I think we just, we hit it. And then we hit like a bay. And it was like a beautiful bay. And as we're getting there, all of a sudden, though, in our paddles, Lydia goes, look, 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 look. And she screamed, look, look, look. You can't do that to a person from the hood. You know what I mean? Like, it's different. You got to say different words. She said, look, look, look. <laughs> oh, jeez. And the, what she was saying was that as she was doing with the paddles, the water started to spark. And as it started to spark, more and more colors started coming out. And I mean, it was just beautiful as we went. And you would put the paddle and you would watch all of the colors. And then you watch the canoe. We were going pretty fast. You start to watch the canoe water. And then you see all the colors start changing. We were like, oh my gosh. And then we finally get to a place and we see all of the people that were kind of in the canoes and they were jumping in the water and swimming. God bless them. I don't do that at night. And so they're <laughs> the water in the lagoon. Let's go swimming. No. And so... <laughs> And so we get there, and I mean, all the colors, and, and I was just sitting there. We were working on this message. And man, what a, what a clear, clear picture of what life looks like sometimes. I mean, you have all the greatest intentions in life, man. For some of us, man, we've worked hard at this thing, man. We've had to single parent this thing. We've had to work on this marriage time and time again. We've been single for a long time. We're like, God, just bring me anything. You know what I mean? As long as they're breathing. I'm lonely, man. I'm lonely. Everything, February 14th, come around the corner. I'm like, you tell me, who can, who can give me something? I'm going to go buy my own stuff. Open the door. Oh, my God. It's, I know I say it, and I don't mean to be facetious, and I know I say it in a kidding manner, but there's real loneliness and there's real hurt that goes with that. There's real moments of pain. For some of us, it feels like, man, we've... We've run aground every which way we can imagine. We've tried to do this thing called life, the way that we've learned, the way that our parents have taught us, the things that we learned from TV, and we read Elon Musk's stuff, and we've tried it all. And sometimes it just feels like it's just dark after dark. We can't even see our hand in front of us. You heard about February 14th. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. Sometimes it just feels like we're just going for it. Can I encourage you today? I want to give you two things that I think can help. Number one, I know it's going to sound very basic, but just keep pushing. Just put one foot in front of the other. Just keep going. I know you're quiet right now, and it seems like, yo, I don't know when is this thing, when am I ever going to see the lights start to shine? Just keep going. In the darkest areas of my life, 
the failure that I've committed time and time again and where I've created cycles is when it got hard, I tried to turn back around. And that was too far to go back, so then I started going forward. And that cycle right there has created just emptiness and wasted time. Can I encourage you today? Just keep going. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Keep paddling. Keep moving. Eventually, you're going to start to watch the sparks come out. And all of a sudden, you're going to start to see it. Then you start to watch as things start to unravel. Here's the beauty. You start to watch God move in your life. You start to see God align you with the right people. And all of a sudden, you start to hear somebody that says, yeah, I had this dream, and I've been looking for somebody to help me here. And you're like, oh, what? And then all of a sudden, you get into another conversation, and somebody's like, yo, this, this happened to me. And this is what God did in the midst of it. And you start to see hope out of other people's stories. And then you just start to grab other things and other things and other things. And I remember the Avengers. They were Avengers Endgame. They're about to die. <laughs> and there was a handful of them that tried to do it as best as they could. And then all of a sudden, it was like these portals. Oh, my God. You're talking about witchcraft in church. God bless you. Go watch. <laughs> and if you haven't watched this movie by now, you are late to the party. These poets. not my fault. These portals and people just are on your right cap. When I heard that, boy, I would, oh, boy, I would. What? And they just start coming out. And then you just see that there's an army that is with you. There is a God that loves you. A God that hasn't forsaken you. A God that hasn't forgotten about you. He's working in the midst of the situation. Just keep pushing. Just keep pushing. The light will start to turn on. And you'll start to watch as you get to this place where other people are sitting there with their canoes enjoying the very same light that you can have. Now, for some of us in this room, that sounds encouraging. And we're like, I'm ready to take on Monday, Chino. I want to give you a tool that's going to take on Tuesday, Wednesday, 2025, 2030, 2040, 2050, and to all eternity. And that tool is super simple. It's, it's Jesus. Here's the truth. Here it is that we have a story of an individual who suffered a, a life or lived a life that me and you could not live. Over 600 different times it was promised that he would do certain things. And all six of those things, 600 things, he accomplished them. To the T. Incredible writers, incredible prophets, incredible men and women of God who said this is what it would look like when he comes. And here it is that he comes in there and he fulfills all of those things. The picture of him being on a cross that we're going to celebrate here in just a few weeks on Easter is a picture of him being broken, beaten, marred beyond recognition. The truth is he wasn't beat because he did something wrong. He was falsely accused because of you. There was a little light in front of his canoe. The Bible says, for the joy set before him, Christ endured the cross. That little joy allowed for him to get pierced, to get beat, to get ripped apart. But he saw that little light, that joy set before him. That joy had a name. Fill in the blank. That's your name. He was thinking about you. Because the beauty of the cross is that Jesus took on the pain, the payment, the, the suffering. He took on the sacrifice that you can never pay. But then the other side of this that no other religion could boast. That's why we're not a religion. We're a relationship. Is the fact that he took everything that was good about him and he put that on you. And that the moment that God looks at you, he didn't look at the times that you doubted him. 
He didn't look at the times that you walked away from him. He didn't look at the times that you sinned against him. He looked at his son. And when he sees his son, he sees forgiveness in you. The lights come on. For some of you, you're smack dab in the middle of the darkness. For some of you, you're living in the light, but there's no purpose to it. Today, we want to be able to give you an opportunity for it to make sense. To understand that you're the win that Jesus had to suffer for. He was thinking about you. And he wants you. Would you do me a favor? Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Just, just out of respect for the person who's next to you. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. The mission of Greater Church is to reach and empower all people. And we hope that this message met you wherever you find yourself on the journey. If God is using this ministry to impact your life, please head to our website at www.greater.church where you can 